Nisha, Jeter. Hey, Ms. Mika. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Sober Stations with Mika Morris. It is so good to see you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so for our millions of listeners and um, <laughs> watchers, okay, because we're, we're manifesting that, mm -hmm. um, Denisha is one of my co-authors in this phenomenal book, Phenomenal Women, okay? So um, if you know me or know of me, um, you do know that during the pandemic, 23 ladies got together and wrote a book, and it's called Phenomenal Women. And it's about women who gave up excuses and made a way through life's most challenging times. So I decided to have Denisha on today as a guest because Denisha wrote an amazing story and her title was Finding My Way Back to Me. Mm -hmm. um, I was just telling her briefly that I picked her this week because it was important for me to share <laughs> with some of our viewers that... Um, who kind of go through this little cycle of, you know, relationship drama, we'll call it, um, where you date and then date again and then date again, and you wind up finding out that you're dating the exact same person. And, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of look at your, you, you have, you start to look at yourself and say, okay, well, wait a minute, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Um, so because it was Valentine's day week and everybody was celebrating love, I wanted to give the women who are not so lucky in love some hope. And so Denisha, she's going to be our guide today. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so I'm Denisha Jeter, as you stated. Um, I am a mother of four, um, three biological children and a, a, what is it, a bonus child for my husband. Um, I was a nurse for the last 20 years, and during the pandemic, I actually um, retired and left my job and um, stepped into entrepreneurship, which is very, very crazy. <laughs> um, so from, um, from a previous relationship, I have two older children. I had, I had children in my teens, 20s, and 30s, so each of my children had, you know, a different form of me, <laughs> and um you know, just, just all those things just like culminate into, you know, like right now, just created, you know, this woman that I am today. I've been through, you know, so many things as far as relationships and, you know, um, work-wise and stuff like that. So, you know, I pretty got a pretty good deep story. <laughs> That's a good way to segue into where we have, where we're going. And it's interesting that you said you've had children in all these decades. So have I. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy how we do life, right? Keep living. And then yes. you're like, I'm done with kids. And then here you go at 40 having another one. Crazy. Oh my, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I know I wouldn't have believed it. If somebody, this six-year-old that's right around here, I have a 25, a 20, and a six-year-old. Like, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I totally understand that. <laughs> um, so where are you originally from, Denisha? So I was actually born and raised in Cal at Los Angeles, California. My father was from Michigan. My father was stationed out here in Riverside um, um, at the Air Force Base. And that's where he met my mother, who my uncle was actually serving at the time. My uncle and my dad were friends. Um, we, I was born here. And then after I was born, we moved to Michigan for some time. And then okay. I came back and then I've you know, been here for the duration. Yeah. Okay, so you got a little bit. Um, the Midwest with LA, definitely LA, all LA. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> so you were predominantly raised by your mom, and I know that because I read the chapter. And everybody who's looking at this show is going to get the book and yes. read your chapter because it's <laughs> so amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but you talked about your struggles with your relationship with your mother, right? So right. according to your chapter in the book. Your upbringing with your mom was a little bit of was a little bit challenging. Can you elaborate? Um, you know, just personality wise, I was just a very inquisitive, you know, child. I, I'm still, you know, that way. I just like information and ask questions. And my mother wasn't very forthcoming with information. You know, she came from a solid generation where you know mm -hmm. you don't ask questions. You mm -hmm. don't you do what you told. You know, and so um, I just wanted more from her that I just, you know, I, I didn't get. And, um, you know, she not just her, but just, you know, the adults around me, you know, they just didn't nurture that, you know, inquisitive nature that I had. And so I kind of like projected that on her. Um, 
she, you know, she was a tough cookie. Her mother was a single mother, you know, mm-hmm. she was a single mother. So um, being a single mother for, you know, for a short time that I was, I kind of kind of understood her a little bit better. But mm-hmm. growing up in that situation, you don't, you don't know why the nose and, you know, why she's so tough. And, you know, she was, she was a fighter. My mother was a fighter. And um, I just, again, I just wanted her to be something that she wasn't. I just, mm-hmm. I just wanted just more from her that I didn't really, until after her passing that she just didn't have it you know we mm-hmm. you know as long as she's here I was you know kind of striving against it yeah mm-hmm. you know and then it was like once she's gone it's for you know it's final now it's like okay well I you know you kind of think back like dang she was she was amazing she was an amazing woman I had everything that I needed um a lot of things that I wanted but again just you know the person that I was I just wanted you know I thought I needed something different mm. <laughs> I was reading your story today all over again. And what I got from it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, your mother, you you said that in the story that she worked two full-time jobs. Sometimes so she so she was a provider. She didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. And it was two of you guys, right? Two yes, kids. Mm-hmm. So in that environment, because I feel like anybody in our generation kind of grew up just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us, I guess, needed a little bit more from our parents and others kind of either we understood it or we didn't. And we, we had to, we had to figure this out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Something I think this generation will never, ever, ever be able to understand <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs> or not. come out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was reading it and I understood like listening to who you describe her as I was like, wow, but you're her mm-hmm. in your in own so way. In so many, because a lot of ways. <laughs> you, you, you're very inquisitive, but you were a hard worker through your whole story. You were such a hard worker, like balancing work life and school life. And then these children, I'm like, it's amazing how we become them without even mm-hmm. acknowledging or exactly. even knowing that that's what this is. <laughs> right. Some, right. Of, some of what made you who you were. And it's, you know, it's that, that, that quote that you say that the thing that you love about someone is the thing that you hate about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not even knowing. (laughs) So true. So true. That's what, you know, like what I also mentioned in the book, like once I like set in that and remembered who she was and the example that she, you know, was for me, that's what kind of pulled me out of, you know, my darkness is, you know, Mm -hmm. the things, because again, parents, you know, we don't have all the answers and Uh sometimes it's, you know, we get, you know, how to be and how not to be. And so, you know what I mean? Once I modeled myself off the, you know, her positive attributes, I was able to pull myself out and push myself forward and, you know, get into a a better situation. But I had to remember, you know, those things about her and just, you know, kind of discard the, the not so great things that, we all have you know what I mean but again yes. just through it it's just so difficult to understand it and um you know now I have two girls myself and you know this 20 year old we were you know bumping heads mm-hmm. you know uh, we were just now finding this you know way not even to coexist but to to, to hear each other's hearts and understand each mm. other because I was parenting her from you know I was being the mother that I thought I want you know that I needed but she needed something totally different you know what I mean so nobody ever gets it right you know (laughs) it's like when your your kid comes home and say I want this because such and such got it and you're like you don't need that right you need that they don't understand that at the time until years later and they realize oh I see why you said I didn't need that so um you know we never we always want what we 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 don't have and then the things that we have we really don't appreciate until after the fact um but yeah reading your story about um that part and then how it how it how because of what you thought you needed from your mom and you couldn't get and you couldn't simply get because your mother was just trying to make ends meet Mm -hmm. trying to mother you but trying to work and trying to take care of a home by herself um, and in doing that, someone found themselves a little dude. Yeah, very, <laughs> very early on. So um, my dad, you know, I grew up in the 80s mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, my dad got caught up in the, you know, the drug scene. And, you know, that's what kind of took him out of the home. He was in my life till I was about six. Okay. And um, we we moved back to California when I was about seven or eight. And, um, you know, coming back and not having him and, you know, just looking, you know, 
you as a child, you don't really understand why your dad isn't there and why your mm-hmm. mom is alone and, and all these things. And I kind of, you know, just looking for somebody to love me. My mother was just, you know, she was just dead set on taking care of us pouring into you know you're beautiful you're smart you know you're this you're that I didn't get any of that so I started looking for it and this beautiful person (laughs) that I thought was beautiful you know he showed me some attention and he was saying all the right things and I was all in I was all in um I was you know trying to escape my um my reality reality you know And, and um he was saying all the right things he was you know a few years older than me um I was in high school. He, I was, uh, I was like 16. He was 19, 20. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this man, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's I must be special because this man chose me, you know? And so um, I just kind of latched onto that. I, I had onto every single word and I believed everything he said, or I don't even know that I believed it. I wanted to believe everything he said because the signs were there, but um, yeah, he just, he, he took me on a roller coaster though. It was, it was, it was quite an adventure. <laughs> So what were some of, Denisha, looking back, what were some of the red flags? Um, <laughs> there was so many, I was like, it was, oh God, it was like big red stop signs. So again, I was in high, just the age difference, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why is this grown man after mm-hmm. this, you know, look at mm-hmm. now, this little girl, mm-hmm. and um, that was one. And then two, um, you know, just... He was kind of volatile when I started, you know, getting asking questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. He would get really, really upset. And then, you know, I, I, so just some context. We were together from the time I was like 15 to 25. Ooh, so, that's a long time. Um, it was a very long time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I grew, I was not this child. I grew into this woman. Mm-hmm. And as he saw me, because again, that strength was always there. But as he saw me, growing and coming to my own he tried to beat that down yes you know? of course he, he did chip away because just as much as he built me up when I was younger he tried to just tear all of that you know away from me and um so again just different different levels different or times. Uh, different times mm-hmm. he it was different red flags again why were you interested in me in the first place why would you pursue me in that way and you know and sell me on that as soon as he had me he tried to you know tear me down and tried to keep me you know under his thumb and you know he had other women in that I mean that was the biggest red flag in the eight years that I met knew this dude it was like six different women that I found out about you know wow right um and it was just it was it was just you know it was bad everything was just saying go 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 but again trying to prove oh I'm not my mom I don't want to be the single mom you know having children with this person you know I was trying to give my children a life that I you know I wanted Mm -hmm. and didn't have and so I was just hanging on to you know um everything that he would say but it was again it was just it was a lot of things I mean it was it wasn't even red flags it was just very blatant disrespect Mm. (laughs) and I just stayed because you know because and the red flags turns into disrespect Mm -hmm. it turns into oh I'm in a hospital having your baby but you're over here you know so and there was a part where you said someone had come to you to say he's cheating on you and you're like well he's cheating but I got the baby exactly (laughs) girl what was you thinking you know but yeah so those are little things I would just anything though because again this he was a a, he I say this beautiful but he was a very handsome guy Mm -hmm. and because I didn't believe that I was beautiful or pretty Mm -hmm. or smart you know because he chose me I must be something so you know, yeah, I, I need, to, I need to, yeah, I need to hang on to that because if he was gone, then, then who am I, you right. know? So, yeah. Right. Not <laughs> only who are you, but then you're that single mom that you chose that I didn't sign up for this. I didn't right. sign up to be a single mom. So we're we going to work this out. Right. Um, hmm. How was your, how was your experience writing your story in phenomenal Women? How was that experience for you? That was, um, it was difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I was just going through so much. Like I told you, I was a nurse at the time. It's the, the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I had lost my mother. Like, I think we, our book was due in like August. My mother had passed away that prior September. So I was going through, you know, losing her. And it's just like, you know, I knew I wanted her to be a part of my story because 
you know, that was a big part of my, you know, my, you know, hit that relationship with her and him was really who formed who I am today. Uh But I was struggling with how deep I want to go, how honest I want to be, you know, how, you know, about her, you know, laying her to rest, like what words did I want to etch in, you know, in history about her. So I struggled, you know what I mean? I struggled a lot with it, but then at at the time, you know, I just came to, I just started writing. I just started writing and, um, it was just like, this is my truth. And I was still, you know, in a place where, you know, again, I'm the oldest of two, my sister, my my mother, my sister had a very, very different relationship that Mm -hmm. I, that I had. Mm -hmm. My my sister was very close to my mother. Mm -hmm. And because my mother is, because it's just the two of us, I have a really small family and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't, I I was really struggling more for it. So, cause like, I didn't want to affect that relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was really thinking about how she would take the things that I said. Um, so that was my biggest thing. I, I kind of mentioned my dad's drug habit, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I was going to have to reckon with that. But I really was just like, I, I really was nervous about how my sister would receive it. And once she read it, she was so, she was like, I'm so proud of you. You know, Aww. you did a great job. And that was a big relief for me. That so. is beautiful to hear. That is beautiful to hear because writing your story it's not just, it's never just about you because mm-hmm. it's too many people who play, you know, characters in your life. So um, I'm, I'm always interested in how we present that. You, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? Like the fact that you had to consider not only your mother's feelings about it, you know, God rest her soul, because still she's, she lives. So she's still a part of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to reckon with that as well. But your sister mm-hmm. who had a totally different relationship, I'm glad you bring that up because it's some aspiring writers out there and some of them will never write their story mm. because of too many lives that will, will you know, to, of the lives that it will affect. Yeah. So, and from your experience, from myself, um, I'm sure when people read my story, it's, I, uh, it's a part of my story where my brother, um, I don't think he knew how he affected my life in that moment. And I'm mm. sure when he read it, I don't know what he felt, but I had to share my truth. So for any aspiring writers out there, you know, when you have to take that into consideration, I think, and I hope and pray that when you're writing it, that you just pray to God or whoever you serve and say, hey, this may affect someone in a negative way, but I'm really, my intention is really just to shed light on this story so that it can, you know, ultimately help someone else. Um, So I'm glad to hear that on the other side of your story, your sister embraced it Mm -hmm. and then she embraced you. So that had to feel really good. It did. It did. Aww. Like any everything after that didn't even matter. That was mm-mm, the most mm-mm. important, you know. Because that like, keeps you. It you keeps know. in a state of fear, right? You're yeah, like, right? you know. And um, I and I did again. I didn't tell her, you know, what I just I just gave her the book and just was like here, and just and I, again at that point I it was done. You know what I mean? Because mm. it was done, and I was just um just hoping that you know again I, I don't think. I mean, again, it was just my, my truth. And I don't know, I don't even know that my sister knew, you know, all of, you know, what was going on and what happened. Cause again, we just didn't talk about certain things. She couldn't have known because <laughs> everybody has their own relationship with mom, right, you know, right, right. Um, yeah. from your childhood experiences, how do you think it shaped your dating life? Oh, um, <laughs> so up until like, um, I, I went to like six elementary schools schools I mm-hmm. move so much and so when I'm when I'm picking a partner stability is like big mm-hmm. for me because that was my biggest fear just like not just have you know just not having this grounded in my feet so if I see you know just some guy that's just kind of here and there and not you know irresponsible and don't have this stuff together I yeah it was those are red flags for me you know mm-hmm. also because my family was you know very small and intimate you know I always seek people who you know had large you know families mm-hmm. and stuff like that and um you know um and I was by being a single mom raised by a single mom who was raised by a single mom I was really really tough and I'm still, you know, and I'm I'm learning to, you know, lean into my, you know, femininity and femininity. <laughs> but um, you know, guys that just, you know, that I can walk all over and you know and couldn't stand up to me, like they didn't have a chance mm. because I, I was tough. I was a really tough cookie. 
Um, I, again, like you said, I became my mother in a, in a different, you know, form or fashion. Um, and it was a protective thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it just, I would, I, I don't, I was no nonsense. I did not, it ran one, like one red flag after that first relationship, it was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, no, uh-uh, no, bye. <laughs> Good for you though. Good for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it, it, you know, I was having a conversation about just that, how generation of generation of generation of black women, we carry that. Mm-hmm. We carry that even when we're trying to be soft. It's like we can't even soften yet because we, we don't trust the environment yet. We mm-hmm. don't know if it's safe enough yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we've been raised by so many strong women, it's not that we want to be strong. We've been we've had to be. We just had to be. So to be. when you have to be and then finally you don't anymore, it's, it's, it's hard to like take that strong hat off and then put this little gentle, okay, I'm going to yeah. be so homework, you know, <laughs> hat on and I'm going to go in the kitchen and act like this really, really matters. And I'm not thinking about all the 1200 other things on my plate. (laughs) (laughs) My poor husband. Um, (laughs) husband. I needed a very um, patient man. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Because um, the the minute that I felt safe, I got scared. (laughs) And I started creating- Trying to run. Yeah, you know, pushing <laughs> back and trying to create the drama because that's what I knew and that's what I, I knew how to thrive in. I didn't know how to, like this non-confrontational, somebody's really checking for me, like, nah, I need some fighting, arguing, cussing, and you know what I mean? <laughs> Tearing up some stuff. I don't know what this is, you know? So that poor man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that poor so your first relationship taught you many lessons about yourself. What were some of your biggest takeaways? Um, that I'm smarter than I, than I let on, mm-hmm. um, that I'm stronger than I let on, that I'm kinder than, you know, I was, uh, to myself, you know, um, cause I, I was really hard on myself, you know, because I allowed him to be, you know, be, I just, I, I started believing the words that he told me, you know, he, again, like he built me up. And he just tore me down. Oh, you're fat. You're ugly. You had, I had two kids before I was 21. It's like, now nobody going to want you. So, you know, I walked in this, I walked through, through life feeling like nobody was going to want me. So it's like, you know, um, I had to get, you know, I had to get that back. And when I did, it, it, it felt amazing. It's like, you know, because when I, when I sat down with myself, like, hey, you were become, even amidst all of that, I was able to graduate college and, you know, and became a single mom and purchased a house and, you know, and just learning, you know, getting people just start gravitating to me. I was learning different things about, you know, money and finance and, you know, able to like tell other people. And it's just like, you know, I, I'm something, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm really, I, I'm something special. And it wasn't until after that relationship that, you know, he tried to take everything from me, but it actually revealed who I actually was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so after learning about the takeaways and you, and you, you just, you started to discover who you really were, how did you learn to love Denisha ultimately? And then attract um, your now husband. So, uh, during, so in my after that relationship, I was in—I I wouldn't even call relationship. I was in situationships. I actually got married to somebody else. I got married. That lasted like a year and a half because mm-hmm. I was felt like I was like run out of time. And I was like, oh, I'm about to be thirty. I need to get married and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just uh, I got lost my train of thought. What was the question again? I'm sorry. So you got married. Okay. After- oh, I tracked. I tracked him. So it was like I was going relationship, 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 situationship. Okay. So okay. after your situationships, how did you learn to love so you? Because you were still looking for yeah. love. So I just had, you know, just all that. I wasn't like, you know, people knocking on doors and fighting with girls. It was just, I had to just stop all of that and just sit with myself. I, from the time. 15 to almost 30 31 years old I was just you know in the situation relationship situationship I never sat with myself and that's one thing if you can't be with yourself how somebody else gonna be with you hello you know so I had I I sat there and I you know and I just started you know learning who I was and you know Mm. you know just pouring into my children and getting a bed you know just just being a mom and you know I went back to school and you know just really um 
just working on myself and my self-esteem, just like who, who am I outside of relationship? Who is mm. the and um, once I, I would, I would, I even came to like, I'll never get married again. If I just, you know, I would just travel and just, you know, have guys when I, you know, whatever, and just, you know, just love on my kids. And the minute I gave, you know, gave up the relationship thought, you know, my, my husband, actually, I, we, we knew each other in middle school and high school. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And we ran into each other at a mutual friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we talked and we exchanged numbers and it was a whole year later. Cause again, I wasn't dating. I wasn't doing any, you know, I was again, just, just trying to find, you know, just trying to settle in this, just like being okay with me mm-hmm. and a whole year, like a year to the day, he just inboxed me his number. And, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I was ready, but it was just like, apparently God figured I was ready because he just inboxed me and um, it's been, you know, we've been together ever since. But again, just in that, to, just to answer the question, I just had to stop and sit with myself and just, just be still for a few years and just, you know, get myself whole because again, going into these relationships, you know, fragmenting, trying to pre- put these pieces together, yes. trying to find somebody, you know, to be the glue, I had to become my own glue. I had to oh. put myself together. And, you know, so I, so when my husband found me, you know, I was at least, you know, again, I, I was whole or in, in the process of becoming whole. And then with, you know, his help, we were, I was able to, you know, it's, it's been almost 10 years and I'm still learning, you know, mm-hmm. so, about mm-hmm. myself that I'm working on but I mean I'm I'm on the right path to that and I think I have a, a better understanding as far as my role and you know my my happiness versus you know trying to get somebody else to you know validate it I, I validate myself I want to go back to the book because mm-hmm. there's a part and it's a, you say this a few times and I don't even know if you even noticed that you said it today here where you said when this would happen to you, your mother would say, stop it, Denisha, stop it, Nisha, stop it. So you just said, I just stopped. I just stopped and I started to work on me. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Your mother was telling you a long time ago, just stop it. It was, amazing. <laughs> it was almost, I mean, it was just a command because she didn't know many words to say to you, but it was just, <clears throat> here, here I go again with this one. Stop it. So you <laughs> even did your mama with the whole, okay, let me just stop. Let me pause my life and let me just, let me work on me. Yeah. And so in working on you, you started ignoring everybody else around you and really just focusing on you and your children. And whoa and below, here comes the man. Here Isn't that how man. it always happens? <laughs> here comes his man. I told my daddy, because he, my husband said the first conversation he knew, and I was like. They know. They and my, know. He, like three or four months into it, he started talking about that N-word m-word and um i told my dad he's talking about the n-word and he's like i told him i was never doing that again and um he's like you know baby just don't you know just keep yourself open i'm like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> you was like he, he come with these tricks <laughs> yeah so yeah um i i was not having it i was not having uh, it. Um, yeah so you worked <laughs> on yourself minding your own business drinking your own tea and here comes mr right <laughs> Um, I love that. And I think that as women, we do get that little thing. You mentioned how you felt like you was running out of time. So you married your ex-husband. Um, <laughs> so many of us get to thirties ladies. Okay. And we think, <laughs> oh, we're running out of time. Look, it's in God's time. It is in God's time. And it's usually when you're not focused on it. It's usually mm-hmm. when you're so focused on you that it happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you went to the, to a place of just self-love and self-care. How did that look for you in those days? Um, just surrounding myself with people that I know that cared about me, you know, mm-hmm. my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, um, you know, since I was a mother so young, I didn't, um, I wasn't able to travel, you know, I mean, in my early 20s. So I started traveling and I got, finally got my passport. Like I was like 25 or 26 and I finally got a passport and just, you know, just really just started to experience the world. I was just so focused on being a mom and, and, you know, being in situationships that I just, you know, I just, I just wanted to, you know, I just started experiencing life. 
Um, and those things make me happy. Those is today, those things make me happy. When I can travel and be have my feet in some sand and some water, yeah. I'm, I'm my happiness. You know, we're Scorpios, yeah. like we're water sign. <laughs> we have to be near water. You know what I mean? That I am my most happiest when I'm near water. So, you know, that's that, you know, that's pretty much um, you know, what I do. I, I love to read, I love information. So I'm always just seeking. I, I hardly ever watch TV. I'm always reading articles, or you know, if I if I have a question, I'll just go Google it. And I, I'll just, you know, just go down this rabbit hole of information so that, you know, that's my self-care, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just having, I, oh my God, I just, I just know the most random I get in but... so much trouble for that. People's like, <laughs> it's none of your business. Stop looking and stop, uh, girl, I watch your show and now I got to research it. <laughs> But just being quiet and with myself and just able to just enjoy the things that, you know, that make me happy. And, and, and in, that, in that quiet time that I, you know, didn't focus, I focused on me. I, you know, I found those things. Those mm. 10 years later, those are the same things that make me happy. You know? I love it. Mm -hmm. So you met Mr. Right. Mm -hmm. How did that feel? Like, how did you, how did you learn to trust Mr. Right? How did you learn to trust the relationship? How did you learn to trust and say, okay, I will jump back into this again. I will get married. And um, it's going to be the right one. I'm, 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 I'm kind of intuitive that way. Like mm -hmm. I, I go, you know, we just, we, I, I feel it. You know, mm -hmm. my husband is very, um, he's an honest person to a fault sometimes. And, you know, he's like, you know, he doesn't <laughs> like, you know, he doesn't even realize he'll just, you know, he'll say some stuff. It can hurt your feelings, but it's, it's honest, you mm -hmm. know? And so just, you know, seeing him when, when, so when I, back to when I, when I, when we met each other at the wedding, he was actually with his girlfriend okay. at the time. <laughs> And um and so we he had he had walked into my car and he asked me he for my number you and to then the car he walked me to the car because again we knew each other from middle school high school so it wasn't like out of order mm -hmm. right but he was attracted and whatnot and then he called me the very next day and was like hey Denisha you know um you look amazing I really enjoyed our time he's like but I'm in a relationship right now it's kind of new and I just kind of see you know I want to kind of see where it's going he was like but it was really good seeing you and I'm just like the nerve you know <laughs> but <laughs> But that right there, you know what I mean? Honest. For him just to be honest is like, you know, he, he's attracted to me, but he, you know, he's in, he knows he's in the relationship. He, you know, he could have easily, you know, kept calling and, you know, kept me, you know, and, 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 you know, kept juggling the both of us, but he was honest. He wants to see, you know, where that was going or whatever. And um, again, a whole year went by before we started hanging out and he got, he gave that, you know, time, you know, to her and it didn't work out. And when he saw that it wasn't working out, then he pursued me. So I'm like, well, if he can be like that in his, within that relationship, then, you know, that, that says a lot about his character. You know what I mean? So that, you know, it was kind of, once we did start talking just from that experience alone, kind of, you know, opened a little door and then he's consistent. He's persistent. He's the same he still treats me like his girlfriend you know he still is in love with me like you know again I was the kind of the popular girl in high school and when I when I walked up to him at this wedding and I remembered his, I you know I said his name I'm really good with names and um I said hey Travis and his face just lit up you know that he has this smile and um, you know he's just been in love ever since and he treats me like that he's very consistent when he's hurting, he tells me, you know, when he's, when he, it's, it's, he's, he's so open. He's so honest. I don't have a choice, but to trust him. I love you know that. I mean? Oh my God. Yeah. He's, he's very, he's very, I feel so, and I, again, I, I was in love. I felt cared for, but more than so I felt sick. Mm -hmm. I, and I, and I, and I, that was a post. I was just like, I've never felt safe ever in my life you know and that the one time so I knew once I felt safe I was, it was I done was, it was, was done <laughs> like I'll be your wife yes yes husband. right right it burned her to marriage you know and so here and we so are. 10 so years so. later okay now we're going we're getting to the love part of the story 10 years later and, and another child later and how's this season in your life Denisha it is amazing. It is so, it, it is amazing because again, I'm, um, you know, I, I lost my mother right before I turned 40. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I go into my forties with, you know, with, 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 um, without my superhero, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? She we didn't have a great relationship, but my mother was always there for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She helped me raise my older two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had to worry about babysitter or stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, having my daughter, my, my baby was three years old mm-hmm. when my mother passed. And so like, here it is, I'm in this, you know, great relationship. I have this child that I actually have to take care of now by myself. And, you know, um, I had to start relying on, you know, my resources, my husband. And so I had to, you know, I, I had to, um, which is so hard for me, you know, ask for help mm-hmm. and allow other people in because my mother was always that for me. Again, we may bicker and fight, but she was going to do it. She may cuss about it, <laughs> you know, cuss about it, but she was going to do it. So right. um, having to just, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm like honing on, on relationships with my, my friends, the people that are really there for me. You know, it's it's just amazing. Just to, I, again, like I I I know who my friends are. Mm-hmm. I know who I can call on. I know who I can trust. I know who I can depend on. I have to start. I had to start trusting myself. Yeah. Because again, I always had my mother as this, you know, this buffer, mm-hmm. and um, you know, to like to step into those shoes, you know, fully. It, it, it's mm-hmm. a scary thing, you know, to try, you know, go through this second path of my life without again mm-hmm. my superhero. So. I mean, and, I, and again, I, I haven't lost a lot of people. I've lost a few along the way, you know, they just weren't, you know, weren't there for me. And it's the crazy part is those people were the people that my mother never mm. liked, never mm. liked. So crazy. And, um, but again, I, I feel amazing. I, I, I'm proud of myself because I didn't, I didn't think I was going to be here, you know, three years later. I, I when she, when she first passed, it was just, um, I was lost and mm-hmm. I, I found that, you know, I got to I'm saying these relationships, I found me, I found a different part of me in these relationships. Yes. It's like, you know, you, 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 these, these things, it was always there, but it's just, you know, I, now I have to, you know, go you into have to use it. Yeah. I have, have to, have to, use I have to utilize these things that was already there. So again, I, I, I'm just so proud of, you know, just, just where I am, you know what I mean? Stepping out on entrepreneurship, being a businesswoman. I, you know, it, it's different, a different personality that I, I didn't even know that had in me. So it, it feels amazing. It really does. <laughs> I love how in the book, you talked about how you started to read um, mm-hmm. self-help books because mm-hmm. you love books. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you write about Ayana Vincent's One Day My Soul Just Opened Up. Mm-hmm. Tell me how reading Ayana and those type of books got you to this woman, this, this part of the woman that you are. And and that is still I, I've transitioned from sitting down reading books to audiobooks. I'm so busy and uh-huh. I'm you know always so and I still to this day I don't listen to again out of rare listed radio, I'm listening to books and it's just you know setting boundaries, you know, how to do this and how to do that. It's just, you know, it's we need reinforcement. I go back to our book again. Um you you just need these reinforcements because mm-hmm. sometimes we forget we get so busy you know or we get into this routine where mm-hmm. you know we think we got it all but no we we got to go back yes, sometimes and reach back and just you know and just just reinforce the knowledge and or, and learn other things you know to build on top of it I, I feel like I'm a pretty much together person but it's just parts of me that you know needs I need to hone in on so I still you know enjoy you know again just um information and you know how to improve myself every single day I want to be better than what I was yesterday and you have to constantly it's, you know life is just, it's just a journey you have to constantly be moving um you can go backwards and forwards but you know I just want to pour into myself to push you know just kind of keep my trajectory moving forward love it mm-hmm. if you could have a conversation with your 10 year old self what advice would you give her and this kind of goes um, for your, your children pretty much yeah um yeah, 10-year-old self. Mm-hmm. When I I, 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 I I was thinking about that. It's just like um at 10, like I said, I was so unstable, you mm. know what I mean? It was just kind of moving around and you know, I didn't, I, I just I just wanted like, like you you're gonna be okay, you're safe, you know mm. what I mean? You, you you're gonna be okay. It's 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 gonna work itself out because I, I was I was an anxious. I'm still, I still have problems with anxiety, but I was very anxious then mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't have a good um, foundation or you don't have safety and, and security. You mm-hmm. just, it's just, everything is just kind of like all over the place. So I just want to let her know that at, at some point you're going to be safe. It's going to be okay. Um, and it is, and it's nothing that you have to do. It's just the universe and God, it'll, it, it, the universe will just move things in your, out of your way and into your way that, that's going to get you there. So you'll be fine. (laughs) 
Um, what, how are you raising your girls when it comes to relationship and dating? So, um, it's, it's, it's funny because my, my girls have two different experiences. My, you know, my, my daughter's from my husband mm-hmm. and, you know, she's, she, you know, she's six and she, she gets to experience, you know, a man in the house and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that, that, that balance, um, between a husband and wife and she gets to see, um, you know, the affection, love and how we get through problems and stuff. And my daughter, not so much. Her father and I broke up when she was 18 months old. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to kind of, and she, and, and I see now as a teenager, I've seen like the ramifications of her not having a father in the house, especially because my daughter's having a different, you know, a different experience. So I have to, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little gentle with my, my 20 year old, mm-hmm. you know, she, I have to pour into her a lot more. Mm-hmm then not necessarily my six-year-old because again my six-year-old she gets it from both sides mm-hmm. but I think I'm the only you know and my husband helps but I mean by her by him not being her biological mm-hmm. father you know it's not it probably I don't know if it's received in the mm-hmm. same way so I'm you know I, I'm very open I'm, I'm open with her I I shared my story with her I actually okay. gave her the book and let her know you know what I mean um that I went through these things so if you ever go through these things look I understand right. because you know, I, I'm you. I'm, I, I, I've been there. I've been a 20 year old girl without a father. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been a 20 year old girl looking for, you know, love in all the wrong places. So um, because my mother didn't really talk to me, it, I found it difficult to open up, mm-hmm. you know, grow, you know, open up to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that it was necessary. Mm-hmm. So I, ha- I I sit here and I have these difficult talks with her as uncomfortable as it may be. Mm-hmm. I know it's necessary, you know, so um, I, I, I keep the lines open. We, again, mm-hmm. we struggle as, in, you know, mother, daughter, but I just want her to know that I'm here and I'm open, you know, I'm an open book and I'm, and I'm always, you know, a, a, a shoulder and here for her. I, you know what? I love that you said you gave her your chapter and whether she understands it fully or not, it's a guy. It mm-hmm. shows her who you were at those ages that she'll probably, you know, have some issues in um, because we, I don't think you get out of a, a life <laughs> without experiencing your own shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's what I so love about this book It's so many different stories and it's so many different ways that you can look, you know, it's so many different perspectives that this this book actually has your copy. Um, but to to have her who who's almost an adult yeah. when she, when she, she read it, she's okay, so she read it. She was about eighteen. Yeah, she's about 18. Or, she's a teenager. Okay, how does she react to it? Um, well, we, again, we were having a little difficulty. Eighteen year old having mm-hmm. difficulty, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it was um. We have we have to kind of go back over it. Like context, she she was class of 2020. She didn't get a prom. Oh, she didn't get a graduation. Yeah. You know? So she, it was very difficult. It you was. know, so that 2021 and 20, 2020, 2021 was a very difficult mm-hmm. year for us. Um, so we we she she actually had she she moved out, you know, she just came back uh, last mm-hmm. summer because um, you know, she was just you know, she, she mm-hmm. was hurting, she was hurting. And, um, she, um, she lost her, her friends to suicide during that time. I remember so that. She was just going through so much. So we didn't necessarily like have a direct conversation about the book, mm-hmm. but, um, like I said, just by me open up to her and when her coming back, she, she's so different now. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she, she's talking to me. She's coming to me about mm-hmm. relationships, you know, the difficulties that, she, difficulties that she's having. And I think because she knows my story, it gets, you know, I mean, it just was, it kind of gave her permission to, you know, talk to me in that way because she knows I understand. So again, we didn't talk, you know, word for word about mm-hmm. the chapter, but the way that she deals with me now that she's been back, um, I it, know it was it, it was empathy that. that was brought in the mix. It was like, oh, yeah. my mom is not perfect because we, yeah. we tend to think, look, as a kid, and we've all been there, your mom is a superhero. Nobody mm-hmm. she can do no wrong. She's <laughs> Teresa. She's never had sex before in life. She's never, I don't even know how I got <laughs> here. I guess the duck or the bird dropped me off. But to hear that, she, to read actually, that 
her mom actually went through some of the things that either she was experiencing or even thinking about experiencing, uh, whether she discussed it with you or not. The fact that she's coming home now to, 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 to talk to you about these things is you open that door. And that's mm -hmm. got to be a beautiful thing that however you get it, because you got to think, how are you supposed to communicate with her when no one communicated exactly. with you? <laughs> and, you know, each generation tries to get better with these mm -hmm. things, but some of who we are is part of our DNA. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, that was a very uncomfortable, it's, it's uncomfortable to have these conversations, even though mm -hmm. I know they're necessary. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you think, did your son read the book? Your he oldest? did. He okay, did. So how, how, how do you think he dates differently or my son's crazy. Um... <laughs> what are you, what are you teaching your son about dating in real life? <laughs> be honest, mm -hmm. you know, be honest. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you, you are your word, your word is bond. Mm. And as my, my son is, you know, he's, he's taught my son's like six, three and a half gorgeous, you know, like his father. Mm -hmm. And you know, women, girl, girls been after him since in the sixth grade. So, and, and he's a Leo, so he got this chip on his shoulder. <laughs> so, you know, I just like just just be honest and be selective because, especially yes. when you have children with, because um, you know, yes. this person's tied to you forever. So, um, you know, he 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 he's had a few girlfriends. He don't bring her. He's brought like two around me because he know I don't I don't play. <laughs> that's my first born and my only son so I really don't play yeah so, you know he, but the ones he's brought around you know I'm like okay I can see I, I can I can see I, I've had a impact on him because mm -hmm. um, you know just just his choices he you know or whatnot but again he he hasn't really spoke to me about the the book but he he saw a lot he saw he you know by him being oldest and old I mean the oldest and I had him at 17 so mm -hmm. he saw a lot of the things that I went through. Mm -hmm. And so um, and we've always, you know, what I mean, again, by me being a kid, you know, we grew up together. So mm -hmm. we just had this closest and he's, he's, he's always been able to open up and talk to me. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, even with the, with the book, again, a lot of the things, you know, minus a few, he kind of, you know, knew. Mm -hmm. So, um, and like I said, he's, he's always had a compassion for me and it's just, you know, it's just, it's just bottom closer. And like I said, I, I think that, he gets it because the, his choices in girlfriends that I know he brings home, I don't know about all of them. He's 25, <laughs> but the ones he brings home, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. okay. He he kind of, he kind of got it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I think um, we, we need to have real, real conversations with these kids at this point, because yes. if we keep on thinking, oh, we ain't got to tell them about the birds and the bees because they're going to find out. Well, then they're going to bring a baby home and then it's too late. By then it's already oh. too late. Like I said, um, I was a nurse since I was 21. So I, I had that conversation early. And by me being a teenage parent, I'm like, I'm not. So I got the, they both out of their teenage years. Neither one of them mm -hmm. had any children. Mm -hmm. So like I said, he's, he'll be 26 and she'll be 21. So I, I, I you know, I broke the, the cycle good. there. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, and, but um, yeah, I, I was about to, because my thing was, I want, I was the mother that I wanted. I, nobody told me nothing. So I'm telling you everything mm -hmm. and you do it what you will, but I don't want nobody to say, Oh, I didn't know that because it was so many things I had to go out here and experience that I could have avoided if somebody would have just warned me or told me, cause I listen, I have to go through everything. I can watch <laughs> you do it. And I would just turn that corner, you know? So I want that is that so Scorpio of you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. just having that conversation other day. I'm like, I wish someone would have told me some of the things, you know, like just been really transparent. You know, I remember even just something as simple as getting my tubes tied and not knowing that your throat hurts behind it. I'm like, why don't people talk about these things? You know, so <laughs> it's like, and even when you talk about marriages and getting married, nobody talks about like, how do you, how do you get through the bad times and how do, you know, do you just divorce? I mean, is it always good? And then you just divorce? Like, how, how do you navigate right. those things? Um, so it is, it's people listening, y'all. So please share your stories. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And if I can say anything about relationship, make it yours, because I think we, we try to fit everybody says, oh, you have to be married at a certain age. You have to be married. You know, you have to have kids and not have kids. Like you do in your relationship what works for you. Like we don't have traditional roles. I listen, I am not domestic. I do not cook. I do not clean. Okay. That is not my ministry. <laughs> My husband is the chef of the house. 
I am, again, I love information. I like to handle the business of the family. Mm -hmm. You know, I pay the bills. My husband works. I handle everything else. So traditional roles don't work in our household. If he tried to, you know, keep me in the kitchen, honey, everybody was starved in this house. (laughs) (laughs) What do what works for you? Find a make that compliments you. Like, you know, his strengths and my weaknesses and my weaknesses, you know, and and, and, and vice versa. We compliment each other. You know what I mean? And we both bring to the table, you know, we have a common common goals and you're not going to love and like each other every day, but we're committed to our commitment, you Hello. know, at the end of the day. And so that's what you have to hold on to because everything is not, is not rosy. Every, but you know, again, I'm losing, when I lost my mother, I didn't, I didn't want to be a mom no more. I didn't want to be a wife no more. And my husband was like, nah, he's holding on for dear life. You know, he was the reason why, you know, I, I we're together because I, I gave up. I gave up and he wasn't going to give out on me. And then it's been times where, you know, in our business, when my husband, you know, he's just, he's just losing, being a business person is, it is hard. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so many people, you know, you know, trying to tear you down. And it's just like, uh uh-uh, baby, we gotta, I I gotta push him forward. We gotta, we push each over each other over those humps. You want somebody that's you know, that's not going to fold, you know what I mean, during those times. So that's how you you, know, you you do it. But you can't put yourself in these like proverbial boxes that everybody wants to, you know, it has to be this way, this cookie cutter. It doesn't fit everybody. Like you have to find somebody who compliments who you are. Love it. Denisha, <laughs> yes. I have enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> I think you've laid the groundwork for self-love, self-care, um, focusing on yourself to if one day you desire that perfect mate for you, not perfect, but your perfect mate for you, mm-hmm. um, what what is something that you would want to leave for that single forty-ish something female? Forty, she's she's around forty-ish. She's you know didn't, did everything that there is to dating, and she's just holding out for God for her mate. What what kind of hope would you give her? He, he's out there and it may not it be it may be in a form of you know it, you gotta know what feels good if it feels good to you and it again doesn't actually have to be marriage it can be a companion it can be you know somebody it could be a girlfriend you know what I mean mm-hmm. do what's good for you um what makes you happy what's good you know like if it I say this all the time. God gave us five senses. It should taste mm-hmm. right, smell right, feel right. All those things should be in alignment. If any of those things are out, get away from it. It does not serve you. You know, you don't have, everybody doesn't have to be married to be happy. You know, right. everybody doesn't have to have children to be happy. Everybody mm-hmm. doesn't have to be in these traditional roles to be happy. That And that should you be your goal, happiness. Don't be with a person just to have a person. Be with a person that makes happen if they don't get away from it so uh, you know Period. i, I want to you know again i was just like push everybody like towards a relationship do what makes you happy and whatever that is if it's traveling if it's in a being in a relationship do that but if don't just be in a relationship to just to be in a relationship if it's not making you happy happiness should be your goal not a relationship i think we'll end right there happiness <laughs> should be your goal how can our viewers find you and reach you and order this book from you? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> well, the book is phenomenal.com slash Denisha Jeter. Um, I'm on social media, not much, but I can be reached by social media, Denisha Jeter um, and on Facebook and on Instagram. I am D underscore Duchess because I'm royalty, but I spell it D-U-T-C-H-E-S-S, D Duchess. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story and God bless you. And I'll see you soon because, you know, we're always doing something phenomenal. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another episode of Silver Stations. Love you. God bless you. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.